I'm Nicole Wakeland. And I'm Eileen Falkenberg-Hull. And this is Fast Women, brought to you by Newsweek. We travel the world, stay in the best hotels, drive the newest cars, and have off-the-beaten-path adventures. And we're going to tell you all about it. Let's buckle up and hit the road. Let's hit the road. Angry Eileen. Damn it. Hit the road. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, Eileen, so how are you? Really? How you doing? You know what? The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and our thighs are sticking to seats. Yeah, so you know it's summer. Yeah, that lovely vinyl car seats. Happy summer! Happy summer. Happy sweat-rific summer. (laughs) What do we have on tap for today for everybody? Well, there was there was a it was it was a very sweaty last week because we were in very hot 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 places. There were triple digits. I hate that. Uh, we got home from driving the new Ford Bronco Raptor, so we're going to talk about that. And you just drove the Cadillac Escalade V Series, right, out in Phoenix? Yes, I prefer call it the Escalative. The Escalative. Yeah, I like that. That's like total Toyota Alexa Palooza. Es- yeah, a lot of I'm all about turning things that don't exist into words that exist. So yeah, we're going to talk about that too. I did hear that the folks at Kia enjoyed Sportage, by the way, just so we're aware. It will sportage. now be the Sportage. See? It's very classy the SUV. And the Escalade. We make things classier. That's yes. what we do. We make things classier just by being there. <laughs> I always tell people that. I, it is classier because I have arrived. All right, exactly. so we're going to talk so- about that. <laughs> and at the very end, we're going to tell people why the Chevy Traverse and a Mitten go together. All right, that sounds good. I'm in. Let's ride. Before we talk about Bronco Raptor, which is really kind of the star of the show today, along with the Escalade. Escalative. Escalade. It's one word. Escalative. If you like Pina Escalatives, that's what, that's what yeah, makes me feel right? like. Okay. Okay. Like but- Pina Escalatives. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Setting that aside, I just have to know, have you fully recovered from our week, our 100 plus degree temperatures? Because let me tell you, I drank about a gallon of water on Tuesday, a gallon of water on Wednesday, and a gallon of water on Thursday. And when I was on the flight on Wednesday, I did not use the restroom between Palm Springs, Salt Lake, and Atlanta. And I, with the peanut butter, and Nicole, you know this because you drive with me all the time. That is literally unprecedented. These are unprecedented Uh, times of heat we are living in. It was so hot. So, and because we were in the desert with the Bronco Raptor, it's like that hot, dry wind that just like wicks whatever moisture you have on your skin entirely away. And then you at least got to go to Atlanta where there's some humidity. I turned around and went to Arizona where it was just as hot. I thought it was going to be cooler. Like, oh yeah, we got this weird heat wave coming in. It's going to be 110. I'm like, Five days of this, I'm not gonna make it. There's no weird it. heat wave in Arizona in the summer. It just is. Well, heat. it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be like not quite that crazy. The triple digit things were like this early in the year. So said the Arizona Arizonians. Arizonians was unusual. That's what I was informed. I don't know. I'm not from Arizona. I can only go with what the cactus people told me. You're not from Arizona. The cactus people of Arizona, they're going to love that. They're absolutely going to love that. Welcome, cactus people of Arizona. We value your feedback. Please, you can tweet Nicole at Nicole Wakeland on Twitter and let her know how you feel about that. I love Arizona. It's lovely. I got a cowboy hat there when I was 12, and I still have it. It's a lovely place. Do you wear it? Does it fit you? And can I see it? Um, I, I have worn it on occasion. Yes, it fits me. No, you can't. Damn it. <laughs> I have big plans to come at your house, though. (laughs) 
Where's that hat? <laughs> Where's that hat? I'm going to need that and like a Red Rider BB gun. You'll be all set for your next adventure in the West. <laughs> there you go. I'm good. I'm good to go. <laughs> okay. So we were in Arizona. We were in Palm Springs um, because of course, um, which I did notice when I was in Palm Springs, lots of palms, no springs. I've never seen a flow of water in Palm Springs outside of the faucet in my hotel room, which yeah, based on no its flow, water. based on its flow, I'm pretty convinced that the Kempton in downtown Palm Springs uses all of the water that that town is allocated because it is glorious. And especially after it Dave is. off-roading, it is wonderful. So highly when recommend you actually, if you like water flow. When it's like the, when you feel like you've got so much dust on you that you're a shade lighter once all the dust washes oh. off and you can just see it. You're like, it's literally brown water that's happening because there's so much dust on me. <laughs> so I like flecked my hair when I got back in the shower and there was like brown streaks down the wall. And I was like, oh, I need to wash those because the cleaning lady is going to be deeply disturbed when she comes in here if I do not. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, so I did wash. Like you have to do the post shower wash of the shower. Yes. That's, that's how you know it's been yes. a good day off road. So I have to ask. You did it. I did it. We did it in separate cars, but one right behind the other the whole day long. Mm -hmm. Was it worth yes. it? Totally worth it. Totally, totally worth, worth it. being dehydrated like a desiccated mummy, like being so, so like hot and having to wear this. Okay. What was up? We had to wear this combat helmet situation. I've I mean, never felt sexier personally. Oh my God. Never you guys, sexier. We were, in the I, desert, I, we combat like, helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and you think we're just making this up somewhere I've got a I, I think I put a picture up of myself looking like an idiot normally we have like you know racing helmets and little Hans devices which we wear wore later on in this drive we were doing like the high speed part of things but they had us it literally was a combat helmet I had two people in the military who messaged me they're like um where exactly are they taking you that you need I to wear a combat helmet <laughs> I'm confused so we were on the King of the Hammers course, which is a racing series, an off-road racing series. It is not where the military is. We were not in an actual combat mm -hmm. zone. Um, mm -mm. We were amongst rocky terrain. I mean, mud, yes. sand, gravel, dirt, all of the above. All the things that can get you dirty and destroy your car. We were there and it was glorious. Um, as is the Bronco Raptor. I found it quite glorious. Nicole, what are those stats that make it so glorious? Okay, here's your stats. Is a three-point... Zero three point zero three liter V six. Say it like you said that before. I know, like I've never read that. I can't read my own show notes. It's a three liter V six, four hundred and eighteen horsepower, four hundred and forty pound feet of torque, ten speed transmission. It can tow four thousand five hundred pounds. It can ford thirty seven inches of water if you're not in the desert because there's nowhere where there is that much water. Um, it can clear thirteen point one inches. Of ground as opposed to just to give you an idea the regular Forder Bronco the ground clearance is 8.3 so it's a significant difference like it's one of those you step up you are stepping up into the Bronco Raptor it has some pretty impressive figures right it it's it's big like she's a big girl she's a thick girl but she is a yes. beautiful girl I mean like not traditional beauty not traditional like she's not she's no Mona Lisa <laughs> um but she's she's gorgeous I just I've loved her since the first moment I saw her it's just I love she fender a, flares. What, she I has love, a boot. She's she's got she like got, she's got a booty like a Kardashian. She's she's got some. She, there's some she, ampleness happening there. I do. Megan the Stallion is who I compare her to. Which those of you who are <laughs> hardcore rap fans, not unlike myself, will understand that reference. Um, no, I I think that the Bronco Raptor is beautiful. I think it is everything it needs to be for where it is design wise. Like you can talk about how it's impractical. You can talk about how it's wide. You could talk about how it's tall. You could talk about all those things. But it works. The package works. Yeah. You cannot deny that the package works. And I just, I love the way it looks. And it's it's broody and it's big and it's a beast and I love it. 
I love it. It is, it, you know, that the people get lost sometimes in the practicality of a vehicle. Like, well, that's not very practical. You don't need that beast of a truck or that beast of an SUV, or you don't need that sports car that has all that performance. So you don't need any of these things. But sometimes you buy something because it just makes you happy. Like, if you well, like I mean, to off road, how many people buy a car that is renowned? Re- renowned. It is renowned for something called the death wobble. And they buy it by the absolute butt tons. And that's a metric measurement. Um, They just buy a ton of them. And you own one of them. I mean, that one doesn't quite have the death wobble. But like, it does not. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to make sense. It's still, it's it's kind of like finding a husband. Like it doesn't have to make sense on all levels, but it's just something you want and it works. And that's the, that's, that's the key to success right there. That's Eileen's relationship tips 101. That's how just find the car. That's like your husband. It's just, it just works. It makes you happy. That's, that's, all, you that's, need. All, that's all you need. Just as long as it's making you smile, that's all that matters. And I did smile and you smiled a lot. Like we enjoyed the absolute oh H-E double hockey sticks out of this drive. We were laughing so hard. It was so much fun to drive. Um, and it's, you know, despite the fact that this is not small, it's surprising, surprisingly agile when you get it out there. You don't think that it's going to be easy to drive over rocks and through sort of narrow spots, but it really is. It is incredibly easy to drive. It does exactly, because it does what it's supposed to do so well, you never think like, oh, I'm in a spot where I should not have gotten myself here. And to be honest, they had spotters all over the place and we needed those spotters. Like sometimes there's spotters on a course. You're like, I'm good. I'm good. Here you're like, I am not good. I need the spotters. I need someone to tell me where my wheel placement has to be, exactly how sharp to turn the wheel, when I need to straighten out. So it was, you know, this was this was not a lightweight, like, eh, we're just going to take you in the dirt and say you off-road it. No, they really showed off what the car could do. And I thought that was, that was good. And I loved it. I had so much fun driving this. And so we had fun driving it off-road, but let's talk a little bit about on-road first. So we actually drove yes. it on-road, the same places where you and I have driven, Aston Martins, the same places where we drove mm-hmm. the Kia Sportage. And a number of other vehicles. I mean, we use that the roads around Idlewild and around Palm Springs all the time for test drives. And Mm -hmm. I will say that though the speed limit is lower, um, we were able to successfully overcome that obstacle and to really put the... just going to say that <laughs> successfully um you know overcome that and really put the bronco raptor to the test on the streets and so we were climbing in altitude we climbed up mountains in the san bernardino mountains we were you know long straightaways because there's some of those backsides once you pass that little coffee stop we had which we had guava soda which was delicious i know you didn't have any mm-hmm. but i highly recommend if you've never had guava soda delicious um there there's like a nice long stretch where should you feel the need for speed you could possibly overcome the obstacle of the speed limit signs um with a note that it is patrolled by airplane um so so that so there's some great (laughs) spots there um but then we went up the hills and like going up the hills and even coming back down it's winding it is not necessarily the easiest driving but bronco has the bronco raptor has a structure in the back behind the second row that really holds the stability of the vehicle so yeah Aside, like Death Wobble, if you're familiar with that that other vehicle with the Death Wobble, um, those you know, other guys. those hugging those corners, like it doesn't lean into the corner. You don't get that toe in like you do. You don't get it. it it's not quite as upright. Like you're not as comfortable. This, I felt like we could actually put mm-hmm. it into the corners. Like we were keeping pace with other vehicles that in other models I would not have felt as comfortable. Even regular SUVs that are much lower to the ground. Right. I agree. And that was the thing, like when you take any kind of like even mildly off-road capable vehicle 
on road, they can be absolutely zero fun when you start driving a little bit faster. When There's you're always a compromise, corners, especially yeah, especially on mountain roads where things are very tight um, and you have very narrow lanes. You feel like you have to slow down very often lower, significantly lower than the speed limit because you just don't have the control you want. This was where you didn't have to ease up. It was it was very stable and very planted, especially I mean, this is on 37 inch tires. That's ridiculous that we could easily no, handle those mountain passes. No, in it's that. not. It's glorious. <laughs> it is glorious. It's, it's, those- it's ridiculous. <laughs> I say that in the in the most best way possible. It's like crazy, and I love it. That's yeah. That's how I feel about that. It was fantastic, and and so you've got those you've got those tires. You can do the turns now. Coming down off the mountain. Now we went to the south and then went back north. We've done it both mm-hmm. directions. You and I've done it in the past. Yes. Kia was the one way. We went the other way. Um, Going back down, so from the north, the tip of Idlewild, back down into Palm Springs, into the valley. It does get windy. It's fun. It's good curves, not super tight curves. But then you have to get on the highway. And getting on the highway, it's like speed limits. I don't. I couldn't even tell you, honestly, because no one was going anywhere close to it. No, and I know at no. one point there was a chain of us and we were going with traffic, which is obviously very important for safety purposes. But at quite the clip is how I would describe it. Quite the clip. And... It was just hold its own. Like I was like, I would drive this on a thousand mile road trip, no problem. Like it's yeah. just so easy to drive on the highway. And like, there's, I, I mean, agree, a, you can't do that in a Forerunner, you can't do that in a Wrangler, like you can't do that in a number of other vehicles that are even smaller. And it's just so easy to drive. And I was like, I like this. I'm pretty sure better than the traditional Bronco, which you and I are going to drive the traditional Bronco on a road trip next week. So we'll report back on that. But well, and believe it or not, I got home and I had a just straight up Bronco two door sitting in my driveway in first edition, which was in the color was lightning blue, but it's, it's not the lightning. You can't, you can't get the lightning in lightning blue, but you can get the Bronco first edition in lightning blue. Anyway, so I had that and it was noticeably louder. Like it was, it was louder. So I felt it not as, as nice to drive as the Raptor, which seems hella backwards, but that's how it was. So I, I would have taken the Raptor on a road trip before I'd have taken the two door that was sitting in my driveway as my press car last week. I'm excited. So you and I will drive that even more extensively next week. I do like the two-door better than the yes. four-door generally, um, just in terms of on-road manners. It's hard to get in and out of the backseat, the backseat, the backseat. Oh my God, well, my not- daughter's 18 and watching her ungracefully try and get out. I'm like, if that's what it looks like when she's trying to get in and out of that, oh, what no. hope do I have? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, you and I will not be spending any time in the backseat of that car. I'm pretty, unless you're Zero picking time. me up. Yeah, like there's there's going to be a large number of things that would have to go wrong for that to happen. But um, in terms of the front used. seat, like yes. you and I are going to, you and I are going to rock a Bronco next week. I'm really excited about that. Um, we are. But yeah, I'm excited I like, about this. I like the on-road drive. On-road manners, 10 out of 10. Um, I would not have asked for better. I think it exceeded my expectations for on-road. It felt like it was no compromise. And then we did get to drive it off-road. So let's come back from break. We'll tell them about off-road, like the true off-road story of what we did. Um, Mm -hmm. And we'll also talk a little bit about hickeys. 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 All right. We'll be back. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, we are back from break. We are here to talk to you about hickeys. 
Or seatbelts. Seat Hickey's and seatbelts, mm-hmm. however that goes. Um, but also the Ford Bronco Raptor, the 2022 Ford Bronco Raptor, which Nicole and I were out in the Palm Springs area driving last week. And uh, we're both big fans. Big fans. Big fans. Big, big fan. Number big, one. Big, big fans. For big, a, big we're, fan. we're thick, thick fans for a thick, thick truck. I think that's how it works. That's what two C's <laughs> the kids tell me. So that's how okay. I know it's cool. If that's what the kids say. If you don't okay. spell it right, then you know it's cool, right? I think that's what then Urban you know Dictionary cool. taught if you, me. Yeah, if you Among mess many up the other things. Many Blake other Lule, things. Your English teacher told you and then you're, you've made it cool. Yeah. My English teacher hated me. Hated me. Rest in peace. But she hated me. Like, legit <laughs> hated me. My 10th grade English teacher. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, mine was no. super nice. She was a doctor. Her name was Dr. Plummer. She was super smart, like one of the smartest teachers I've ever had. So no. anyway, Mrs. Moore did not enjoy my criticisms of her favorite English oh. literature. Mm. Oh, and she, she said romance novels, like like old timey no- romance novels were the way to go. And I was not Ugh. having it, as you can imagine. I did have I did have to read a lot of Jane Austen. Oh, oh where that like in the yeah, that was painful. She ruined a couple books for me, but I'm I'm past it because she was really smart. I learned a lot. From I her. will never forgive her for Ethan Frome. Never. <laughs> oh, my God. I was the like, Scarlet can I kid- letter? That's well, the book I will never, ever read again, ever for the rest of my life, ever. It's like, you have to read this or you die. Okay, fine. Do it. I'm dead. That's fine. I'm not reading this. I will not read that book ever again. I don't even want it in my home. Scarlet Letter. No. <laughs> no Scarlet Letter? I mean, no there's Scarlet at, least, letter. at least that one had some action in it. Like, <laughs> no, I, I hated that book. I hated it. Oh, anyway. So I love that we've, got, we've talked we've, about yeah, literature. the Scarlet Letter. Um, let's, right? <laughs> let's talk a little bit about off-roading and hickeys. All right. Yes. So we went, so, so we did, it was like sort of like two off-road sections. We did sort of a lead follow where we all um, came in, like we drove, we did the on-road drive one day. We did this off-roading and we have this sort of like in two sections, there was a, an off-road, off-road, and then there was this rock crawling and then there was like racing like a maniac. That's so three we start sections off with for of those at home who are counting. Race. Nicole, Nicole's married to an engineer. She's no not what? an engineer. That's one, two, three. You know what? I said my English teacher was good, not my math teacher. So <laughs> we have, so we start off with this lead follow situation. We're driving on sort of a combination of rocks and there's hills and, you know, you're coming up and down hills and there's some looser rocks and there's some bigger rocks. And then there's stretches of just, you know, dirt. It's Johnson Valley. So it's the kind of rocks that will just stab you for spite. It's very pointy. So I was always afraid I was going to be the one who was going to pop a tire through no fault of my own. I don't think it happened to anybody. It is unforgiving terrain. Like it is true desert unforgiving terrain. It's the stuff you see when you turn into the motorsports channels and you watch those off-road racing and they're going and you're worried about hitting a dive too hard. You're about going over the whoops too fast. It is all of those things all in one. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's, it's, and it was, it's glorious. It's super fun, but it is it, uh, scary enough that that's, you know, combat helmets just in case. Um, so we were doing that. So the thing that was, so that was fun. I enjoyed that part of it. And they did have a couple spots where they're spotting us and it was sort of tight turns and things. Nothing, but the, here's again, the thing, nothing, nothing, nothing that the Raptor wasn't like, if you can just learn how to drive better, I got this. Like the car did everything. There was no, nothing was a challenge for this. It was a challenge for you as a driver to be like, okay, let me see how to get this vehicle over this obstacle. But the Raptor was totally up to it. There are few vehicles that would be that comfortable doing that. And you and I have driven all of them. Um, yes. and, and it's it was very impressive, very impressive, especially for how wide it is. You get into a Wrangler. A Wrangler's not that wide, but this is wide. Yeah. And so it's its own type of challenges. Um, and it was very impressive. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. But there was there were yeah. shifting rocks. There were boulders. There were times where you were squeezing between two boulders. You had like three inches of room on either side. And you're trying to go. And the guy's looking at you like, 
maybe she's going to make it. And if not, well, that's not my property. So that's fine. Like that sort of thing. You're like, well, it'll cost Ford a couple bucks. But no, we all made it through. And we all made it through that popping tires. Um, and we were aired down, as you are, um, but not tremendously were, yes. so. Um, but it was really impressive. I thought that it was far better handling than anything else I've driven off-road in a very long time. Yeah, it was, it did handle really well. And it was, it, there's this really weird thing when you get into any of the Broncos, they do feel gigantically wide. And I know they're wider than like a Wrangler, but I think it's partly the sort of little guide sight things. There's these two little black sort yes. of sight line things that are on the hood and they serve different purposes. Like they say you can use them to secure things and all these different, but they, I think somehow having them in my vision in my brain, it makes it feel like this is like another foot wider than it really is. It so they're makes right it feel over very the tires. wide. So they're right over the tires. And it's, and it's, yeah. it, it shows you when you're driving. I mean, if you don't want to look down, exactly. you don't want to look at the camera, you will see exactly where it is. Now, that's fantastic, especially for turning corners or you're looking at the road. Then you've got the camera where actually it shows you your tread prints, which is phenomenal. I really enjoy yeah. that. But then yeah. you've got all these different visual aids, but also you just have to be a decent driver. And so you and I have done this yeah. a lot. Do I recommend, you know, a novice taking this out to Johnson Valley? Absolutely not. Like Probably you do not. need to work no. your way up, but, um, and you do yeah. need to know what you're doing, but the Bronco Raptor makes it easy. And what was especially yeah. impressive was the, the literal boulder climbing we did. Like there was a section that we went into where it was, it was like expect a dinosaur to pop around in the corner. Like that was the type of boulder driving. Right. It looks like the kind of thing you're like, oh, we can't drive there because rocks. And the folks at Ford are like, yeah, we can. And you just drive over there. And it, like very, it, there's, when you drive on some of these off-road programs, you see like there's areas where it's like rocks and you clearly can see, I'm going to go over this bumpity bumpity bump over the rocks. And there's other times when you drive up to what seems like a rock face or a boulder the size of your vehicle. And you're like, we're not going to just hit that, right? They're like, no, you're going to go over it. I'm like, but I'm just driving at it. It's like, no, no, no. Give yourself a second. Your tires are going to hit it and you're going to go over it. That's the kind of rocks we were driving over. Yeah, were we're you, talking four, five, six foot, you know, things you're driving at a vertical angle up and then yes. cresting the top and then having to stop immediately turn back up so you're not falling back over that cliff. I mean, it was very technical driving. We are very yeah. lucky to have the spotters we had. Um, there was some challenges yes. there, but we were able to overcome them. And it was it was phenomenal. It was very cool. It reminded me a bit of Moab in that respect. But they had like these, with different They had these little things. They looked like paint stirs. I, I think, think they were paint stirs. And they sprayed the end with like neon orange paint and they were like waving like a left go right, go left, nope, go straight. And it was sometimes like, you're waving it so aggressively. I'm like, are you, are you waving me? I need to turn more, less, more weight. I'm, you're, I, you're waving so far back, left and right. I don't know which way I'm going. It, so it got to the point where I just times. assumed he was swatting flies and I started ignoring him mm. um, and figured there that my go. best instincts might've been better and oh well. But I will say there is nothing quite like that tink that I just spit this tank that you get that <laughs> that literally when you are going over rocks and you hit the skid plate or you hit the rock rails and you're not oh, expecting God. it and it goes up your spine and then it's like this mutual satisfaction of like oh dear God what did I do and oh yeah I did like it's this it's this two-tone <laughs> thing where you're just like <laughs> my body doesn't know what to do but my heart loves it like that's exactly your where heart's I'm at. like that's amazing and it's like the, it's because there's this voice like in the back of my head going if you do that in a car by rights somebody's mad at you. Like my yeah. father's going to kill me when I get home. Yeah. No, he's not. You're allowed to do that in this one. Yeah. And so what also, so we got done with all of that. We went up sand. We also went through some sand, which was really impressive. It yes. did really well going up, yeah. up steep hills and sand. Um, you know, you Super put it easy. in Baja mode, which is meant for sandy conditions. Um, we drove it out and drove it to where there was a dried up lake bed. 
which where we could go flat out. I mean, flat out acceleration, flat out braking. We did these long kind of through the desert scrub runs um, Mm -hmm. where we needed the racing helmet and the Hans device, which if you're not familiar with the Hans device, a Hans device attaches in women and I guess in men too across the boobies and yeah. you know shoulder blades you kind of put on like a little vest um it's plastic it's hard plastic probably a composite of some sort um carbon fiber perhaps um, i think it is carbon got, fiber so it's it's strong right and so it attaches via some bolts and straps to the back of your racing helmet in two different positions so you cannot rotate your head from side to side you can't thrust forward it really helps protect your neck should there be a, an accident or something it creates some obstacles you can't like obviously turn you have to turn your whole body to turn it's, it is very much like wearing yeah. a complete neck brace, um, but it is for safety and it is really important. Anyone who races usually wears them in a traditional right. racing racing capability at high speed. Um, you'll see NASCAR drivers wear them, race drivers wear them all the time because it is such a huge safety innovation. So when we do these high and speed this, things, traditionally we do wear them. Right. So we're used to wearing those more so than a combat helmet. My thing is I always, I get, I, because I get comfortable wearing it, I'm just driving and I'm pretty much going straight ahead. You're not normally in a situation where you're checking over your left shoulder for traffic or something. So you're looking straight. And the minute someone approaches the car at the end of it, I go to look at them and it's like, snap, oh, I can't do that. Oh, this does work. <laughs> yeah. You're like, it does in fact work because <laughs> that just bounced my head right back straight ahead. And uh, it so is we not wore a- those for the what? Go ahead. As I say, it's not an exaggeration. Say I actually grew my hair out so that I could braid it underneath the helmet, which is a very specific <laughs> problem to this industry. Um, but it was definitely yes. one thing that I did. I was like, I need to be able to braid it so it fits under a helmet. Um, but yes, we did that. We went to the lake course. And if you've never driven on a lake bed, it's a little bit like driving on ice, but with more dirt and also at the same time, less friction. Um, I think it really depends on tires, obviously. And um, so much dust. It's so, so much dust. Much fine. Dust. In fact, they find dust to, that I gets think they everywhere were, on your body. Everywhere on your body. No matter what type of trying, clothing you're wearing. They were trying, I think, to let us go like a couple people at a time, but the dust was so thick because it was windy. Some you really had to let the other person in front of you almost get through the entire course before the next person could go, because otherwise you would go five feet. And it's like, I can't see anything. Where'd he go? I see nothing. Because it was just such heavy dust. I felt so bad for the four guys because you think we were dusty rolling down the windows talking to people in the truck you see them and i'm like oh my gosh like it's just completely coated them from head to toe these poor guys <laughs> but i really do have to give the four guys a lot of credit i mean the ford team and their accessory partners i'll say their accessories mm-hmm. their partners, um put together a hell of a program and it's it, yeah, it's it one thing really for us good. to drive these vehicles it's a whole nother thing to really test them to their capabilities and to allow us to test them. It's very rare that we get word yeah. when they're like, oh, you know, you could do this faster. You're like, yeah. Ford was like, you know what? Do it faster. Jump it. We jumped right. it. We got we got a couple feet of air in them. We, we had did. some fun. We we, you know, we did we things did. that you don't really get to do that other automakers and perhaps their attorneys are a little scared that we're going to do. They let <laughs> us do literally a, a couple mile trek off road through desert scrub with deep ruts and obstacles and mm-hmm. deep pits at as fast as we wanted to go slash the car would allow us to go and they said yes y'all go have fun but they didn't say y'all because they're from and Detroit. it was but they said y'all go have fun and it was so much fun. I, I could have done that like four or five times and been completely happy with it but and, and yeah. just that like it was it, it, it was phenomenal it showed off every capability of the vehicle and I could not be happier to have been there I would do it again in a heartbeat despite the yeah heat. it was it was really fun despite the heat that made me felt feel like I was gonna die it it did show you 
all the things that the Raptor is supposed to do. It had that Baja, that high speed desert driving. It can do that going through sand. It can do that crawling up rocks. It can do that just handling sort of generic off-road terrain out in the desert. It can do that. They really give you a chance to see everything and to to drive on-road because no one drives off-road all the time. At some point, you're on pavement and it can do that too. So I felt like it was a great program that really showed off the vehicle. I, I, I was pleased. So I have two things I was displeased about on that program. Now that we've gone through all the oh, good yes. things, this is this butter you yes. up with the good things. Let's talk about the bad things. Yes. Um, number one, first and second gear in off-roading Ugh. modes, not off-road mode and not sport mode or normal mode, but every other mode, abysmal. I had, I, yeah. I, I, that's one of those moments where I was like, I can't wait for electrification to hit this vehicle because having that instant torque or diesel, like those, I was just like, that's all I could think of. That it was, was really rough. Not it was great. weird. Like you, but regularly you it was fine. Modulate it. Yeah, no. you couldn't. You couldn't modulate it well. There was this like, like first and second kaboom. Like it's especially just was with not- rock. Rock climbing was especially difficult because it didn't have that yeah. low end torque that you were like, oh, okay, get up over this because you don't want to. You don't really want to use your brakes when you're rock crawling. You want to get up and just give it just enough power to get to the next obstacle. Right. And this felt like I very much was two pedal driving, but I never grew comfortable enough with the two pedal driving to really get it to where it was comfortable for me. Right. That I had a problem I with. Also found very that a specific, I would very agree. specific scenario, but I did find um, driving it in a regular off road mode, driving it in sport mode, driving it in normal, completely fine. Um, it was gasping for air a little bit above 5,000 feet in altitude. That's mm-hmm. not unprecedented though. It's a turbo. It's going right, to do that. That's not unusual. Engine, yeah. That's kind of like expected. Yep. The other thing I have a problem with, and this is again a very personal problem, but you too had the same consideration. I did, I never and like I still having have the mark. I do not care for having to call home and send a video to my husband explaining that, you know what, honey, I was out in the desert without you with Nicole. You know how we do. We were lonely. <laughs> it was a long drip. And uh, we're here. And, and you know what? This big long mark on my neck that's kind of bruised and a little red, it's not a hickey. In fact, it's just seatbelt rub. Yes, I know you think it looks... Yes, I know you think... Yes, I know. But I assure you, I was not having anyone suck on my neck or legitimately anywhere else when when I was on the trip. It's like you... The, the seatbelt hit, and I have the same thing. I'm literally trying to fold my shirt, like, over it to protect my, and I had the worst, like, mark on my neck. It just hits, and it ends up looking like a hickey. It looks like it really someone does. gave you a hickey on your neck. So if you see Eileen with a mark on our left, like, neck area, not probably a hickey, probably off-roading in the Bronco Raptor. It's a different type of professional condition than some women on the night of the night have. It's a completely, but exactly. we are women of the night because mm-hmm. we drive at night, but not because we're women of the night. Very different scenario yes. um so, but rest yeah, assured so our spouses our, are aware that we have these marks and this, like, is, this comes is with the territory not a hickey this is in fact seat belt marks from the raptor from aggressive off-road driving not not anything untoward things you know what we need <laughs> we need off-roading dickies what? you know like, oh, little like, turtle like you just, <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be branded it has to have a little wrap it has to have a little bronco on it like kicking oh, up his little feet <laughs> can we make fast women dickies I feel like I would, oh, I would I distribute those. <laughs> oh my God. I would totally wear that. I would wear that. I'd be like, I'm sorry. I don't want it to look like I have a hickey. I need my little dickie. My, my dickie. No hickey. No dickie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so aside from the hickey dickie situation, which is a mm-hmm. lovely phrase to now have as part of my vocabulary, mm-hmm. you took your, right. your, your non hickey, non dickie to <laughs> the Cadillac Escalade drive or however you're pronouncing yes. it. Um, why don't we talk about that when we get bra- back from a slightly different perspective than this Bronco Raptor drive has taken us? <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah.
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, everybody, we are back, and I am now in still ridiculously hot Phoenix, Arizona. I have left Palm Springs and gone to Phoenix, where it's just as hot, to drive to 2023 Cadillac Escalade V, uh, or as I like to call it, the Escalative which I honestly think they should be taking me up on that because that sounds fancy. That sounds fancier. It's better than Lyriquois or the Celestiquois that are coming. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. The Celestiquois. They decided to spell, for those who don't know, they decided to spell Lyric and Celestique with a Q at the end, which is, you know, not going to autocorrect on Google or do anything spectacular with that. No. That's a whole different gripe. Um, But anyway... The Escalade. Yes. So I have the, for, and this is the first time they've done the V-Series treatment to an Escalade. Escalade's been, I mean, the V-Series has been around since 2004 with the CTSV, but the first time the Escalade has had it is for 2023. Basically what the V-Series does is it takes all the fancy of a Cadillac, because a Cadillac's a fancy pants brand, and it puts tons of performance into it. So what this means for the Escalade is a 6.2 liter supercharged V8 with 682 horsepower and 653 pound feet of torque paired to a 10 speed automatic transmission. It is a beast. It is the most glorious, fantastic beast. Just think about it. 682 horsepower. I know it's big, but who needs that? In I an do. SUV, nobody. I do. Yes, yeah. I do. I require as much horsepower as possible. See? I want it all. It is all for me. Well, then this is for you. It's like, it's stupid, but it's fantastic. I love it. It has a zero to 60 time of 4.4 seconds. And if you're someone who looks at those numbers, you're like, well, you know, there's faster stuff. Yeah, but this is a gigantic Escalade. And it's not electrified. 4.4 seconds. So like you and I drove the Hummer EV, which is like a three second zero to 60 time. But that is electrification. Torque out the wazoo immediately. This supercharged V8, it's sucking air and it is, it's it's heavy and it's, Oh, but that just sounds, I, I love it. I love it. I want to and drive it. Cadillac. It's amazing. I, oh my God. I loved it. So I really loved it. So, and before anyone asks um, or thinks about it, the fuel economy, if you're asking me that question, then you're, this isn't the car for you. Fast forward. What like, is it? There Did is, they tell you what it is? They don't, no, there's no EPA estimate yet. And there's no even, you know, sometimes they'll say to us like Cadillac estimated, blah, blah, blah. That is normally pretty close to what the EPA comes out with. Nothing. Now they say it's not as as bad as you might think that it actually does better than you might think as long, like just in the sort of off the record conversations or like, you're going to be surprised, but either way, I don't care. It is a 6.2 liter supercharged V8 that does zero to 60 in 4.4 seconds. And it's amazing. If you're worrying about fuel economy, you are not buying this car. Also, you are not worrying about fuel economy. If you are spending the sticker of $149,990. If $5 or $8 gasoline is not your problem, <laughs> like these people don't care. So I'm I don't okay care what the that. fuel company like, is. You know what you're getting. And people, we look at EPA estimates all the time, but that does not always equate to real world fuel economy. You and I know that. We drive vehicles, we get far above. We drive vehicles, we get far below. It's all right. about your driving style. I mean, and how because many of these are going to idle in LA and Miami and New York traffic? 
most. Exactly. So they're going to get exactly. you know, 0.2 miles to the gallon anyway. It's going to be drops to drops. Right. So it's not, so like, you know, you can say it's horrible fuel economy. It's not going to get to what some tiny little crossover or something is. You're absolutely right. And nobody who's buying this vehicle cares. And I totally get that. One, We were talking about the Raptor and how well it handles. So one of the things with a giant SUV is that even when it doesn't have a really powerful engine, they can feel like a giant SUV. You change lanes yes. quickly and you get that like whoosh kind of feeling. And they don't handle well in swoopy corners. It wasn't just that Cadillac stuffed a high horsepower engine under the hood. They did the work to make the mechanicals in this vehicle be able to handle that kind of aggressive performance driving that you want to do when you have that kind of engine. So we took this outside of Phoenix. We drove some swooping highways um, and the kind of highway where if you're if you're not driving a sporty car, you're going to be inclined to kind of want to slow down. Like you kind of want to ease up. So here's the thing. I eased up only because the speed limit said I had to, I could have kept my foot planted on that gas all the way back down that mountain. It just handles so unbelievably well. And you keep finding yourself saying, I can't believe something this big is handling this nicely. So between the power and the handling it was incredible. And I have to make a note because, okay, so the, the engine, you have this exhaust system and you can change it to, um, stealth mode. If you want it to be like super quiet when you start up for your neighbors, or you can do touring or sport stealth mode is like, you're nice touring or sport or what you want to do every other moment when you're not directly in the neighborhood where you could wake up your neighbors first thing in the morning. And it sounds fantastic, especially when you decelerate. It's like this burbling popping, exactly what a performance exhaust should be. And some poor journalist made the mistake of comparing this thing. Oh, it's kind of like, you know, like a motor on a boat. And I thought, you know, engineers are really mild mannered until you tell them that the system they worked to make sound a certain way sounds like a motorboat. He was like, it does not. I'm like, Oh Lord, you poked the bear. What have you done? I want an exhaust system (laughs) that makes me feel like my chest is growing hair. Like I want the most masculine, burbling and if that's what this does then i am in love with it well it does but it does it without that like okay so here's the difference masculine chest hair but it's like you're it's not you're like oh i'm young and i've got chest hair and i'm like driving this fancy car and i don't know what i'm doing this is the the refined reserved version of masculine chest hair how's that that's how i would describe that it. sounds very I european that it was, sounds, it sounds it like was, <laughs> very european <laughs> <laughs> it was lovely it really it's this amazing blend of taking all the luxury of Cadillac and all the power of a crazy sports car and putting them together in a way that still works for a Cadillac. It still feels like a Cadillac. It never gets any like harshness or too far over the top. It goes just far enough. Like you can enjoy all this crazy power and the sound and the handling, but you never feel like it gets rough or harsh or unrefined. It's still always underneath all that a Cadillac. So does it still have the OLED screen that's fantastic? Does it have Super Cruise? Does it have all that stuff that really makes it this polished piece that just would would complete the package for that price tag? Absolutely. There's 16-way power seats. It does have that 38-inch uh, OLED screen that's kind of curved. It even has like sort of like leather trim around the screen. Ooh. Like, you know, sometimes it's just like plastic that's cheesy. This is like a little leather situation. That screen, 16.9 inches of it is an infotainment screen in there. And there's a 14.2-inch digital instrument cluster. It looks beautiful. It looks exactly as beautiful and sort of high tech and elegant as you would expect. And it has super cruise, which dang super cruise is good. It's Some so good stuff. It's so good. Like there's, there's self like self driving driver assistance technologies to make whatever <laughs> lawyers are listening, happy. Um, 
some of them work better than others. And part of it is how intuitive they are. If it mimics how I drive, I trust it. Like, it's not like I need it to be especially aggressive or conservative, but I want it to turn kind of where I feel like we should be turning. Like, it's like if you're driving with someone and you think the person driving the car doesn't quite see that car stopped in front of you because they're approaching too fast or that they're going to miss the turn because they're coming up to the turn too fast. Some systems have that sensation. You're like, I don't think it sees it. I don't think it sees it. It does, but it doesn't slow down and break in the right spot. Supercruise, exactly the right spots. Like you, once you try it and you have a moment, you're like, I can take my hands off the wheel. Can I really? And you sit there for a second. You think, oh gosh, I can do this. And I'm not scared to death. And you don't want to like hover your hands two inches from the steering wheel. You can take your hands away and you don't feel scared to death. It's, and this I love a, super cruise. This was the second time you've driven super cruise. You and I drove it in the yes. Hummer. That was your first time. And I was like, I mean, you were so funny. You're like, do I, do I, is it going to be okay? Is it going to be okay? And like, I, I know, love it. I, I am, I think Super Cruise is the best hands-off system there is. Um, But yeah, I'm glad that you have fallen in love with it like I have, because I do think the general public who uses Super Cruise is going to enjoy it, whether it's on Sierra or on the Cadillac or on the Hummers. It's, it's, it's really it's phenomenal technology. Stuff. It is one of the things that GM should be most proud of right now that is happening with, with their company. Yes. It's really good. So, and in keeping with the whole um, fancy Cadillac experience, we stayed at this resort that we have never stayed in, which Ooh. almost just doesn't happen, right? We stayed at some place called the Royal Palms Resort in Phoenix. If you go to their website and you look at it, it's like Encanto, like the Disney movie, but without the music and without the magic. It is just absolutely beautiful. Magic. It's without the magic. The movies. I, know, I, know I, music, I don't the watch magic. Disney movies. I don't watch Disney movies. Well, okay. So you'll have to tell me. But house, it sounds magical. It's like in Canto, but the, it's not alive. None of the tiles like move around and skate. No, it's just a building, but it looks like that. And it's beautiful flowers everywhere. It has, okay, this is a warm weather thing. And I think this is the coolest thing. You don't have this on the East Coast. You have the mister things. In the East Coast, you have them and they're misting the the like delicate herbs in the grocery store. On the West Coast, we are the <laughs> delicate herbs. It like mists you. So as you're walking along, you get a little mist to cool you off. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I do. The little and also things. I was like, I'm just now thinking, I'm like, oh my God, that would kill me if like if they had those in Atlanta because like it's like let's add more humidity to your day. More humidity, yeah. right? But I no, do enjoy see, that when we're on them. the West Coast. Like I'm like, oh, this is actually right. not terrible. So yes. it created this like really surreal experience. You have a little mistiness. It's a beautiful, absolutely beautiful hotel. I mean, it's the kind of hotel you feel like you could just like do a getaway for a weekend. Really high level of service. Okay, cool. In the dining room, we had dinner at this tea cooks the one night, and there were these trees, or they look like trees, and we're literally sitting at the table with a bunch of GM folks. We're like are those real? I don't know if they're real. Somebody go touch it. You go touch it. You put, they're like, no, that's a real tree. They have two real trees that are huge that grow up through the dining room. So you see the trunk in the dining room and I'm assuming the leaves are somewhere up top, but they're real trees. I love that. I love and that. I love design and really cool. friendliness. Like that's, that's my jam. I love that. Well done. Yes, and Royal I just, Palms Resort I, of Phoenix. Royal. Scottsdale. Yes, and I just, here's my, and I discovered a hack from a Nashville boy because Nashville and they drink there. It's not sweetened or unsweetened iced tea. It's sweet or unsweet in the South, which you probably have heard this because Atlanta. I, I, so, I live in Atlanta. Right? I'm married to a native Atlantan. Um, we have sweet tea constantly in our refrigerator. I don't drink it. He does. Um, but tell us your, your, your hack you're just discovering, you little cutie. Okay, so this, I thought this was the coolest thing. So this kid, this guy, his name is uh, Brian Glover. He has a website. He's a really nice guy and he's from Nashville and they don't have sweetened iced tea. So he's like, okay, can you just bring me iced tea? And can you bring me like a shot glass with simple syrup from the bar? And I was like, 
wait, what? <laughs> and he just took his shot of simple syrup and put it into his iced tea and made it sweet tea because it's different than putting sugar. Like sugar makes all the nasty crystal sludge at the bottom of your glass. But if you use the simple syrup, it's like you made actual Southern sweet tea. So I could do that in New Hampshire. Your naivete is adorable. It is positively I adorable. I will say this though. So so I have seen this before. And the reason I say it because it's my husband and I were in Portland, Maine. You and I, you know, I go there every winter, um, which is the yeah. opportune time to go to Portland, Maine. Um, and we went Absolutely. to a lovely little like flatbed, re- flatbread restaurant um, on the water. You know, as you do when it's cold outside, you're like, mm-hmm. where can I go? When Let's it's go freezing. where it's even colder yeah. on the ocean. Um and my husband was like, can you make the tea sweet? And actually it was so funny because the bartender did the tea and he did the shot glass thing, but he did the most like two minutes of shakering, like a put on a cocktail like performance <laughs> of like, going to move this all around. I was like, for uh, like, you can just stir it in like, to be clear, you don't have to make a performance of it. But um, I will say my husband to this day still finds that amusing. And I do think it is charming and wonderful that you have just now six years on I've from when I saw that. that you are discovering it. Why would I say that I live? I mean, I guess unless I went to Portland in the winter, but I live here. I'm not stupid enough to do that. I'm staying in my house in the winter in New Hampshire. We're going up to Portland. So I never Portland is lovely in the winter. They still have potato um, donuts in the winter. It's better in the summer, people. Um, Oh, yeah, they have holy donut. Oh, my God. They're the best donuts. that's so good. I mean, that's a good reason to go to Portland in the middle of the winter, just to get the holy donuts. Yes. now Now I want donuts. Dang it. Well, I know where you can get them and I'll see you on Monday. (laughs) Yes, there we go. (laughs) You have a task for Sunday afternoon. I have a task. So speaking of Monday, why don't we go to break? We'll come back. We'll tell people about our last trip that we did together in this particular region that we're going to on Monday. Mm -hmm. And we'll promise to tell Mm -hmm. you about the Chevy Traverse and Mittens and why they go together. Yep. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, we are back. We are here to tell you about where we are headed next. We are leaving town on Monday to go do what I will call quite the adventure. I think we're going to have some fun, Nicole. But there's last, waiters involved. There's waiters involved. And we're not talking about the cute little ones who bring us bread to the table. We are talking about no. rubbers. We are wearing rubbers. The giant <laughs> pants that like with, I hope it has suspenders. Do all waiters have suspenders? Yes. And the cool. suspenders should say forward, forward, forward all over the suspenders. I, I hear they're Amazon suspenders. Um, I look forward <sighs> to rubbing myself in DEET and waitering up and <laughs> going to drive the Ford Bronco Everglades with you. I think it's going to be a blast. Yes. Uh, we're going to road it trip. It is going to be so much fun. From Detroit. So we're going to fly into Detroit early in the morning. We have the first flights out. Mm-hmm. Um, jump in a Ford Bronco. We are going to road trip up I-75, stopping at a number of destinations along the way that both our auto writer friends, our friends at Ford, uh, and just friends in general have suggested to us. We're going to get pie. Yes. We're going to have a lot of pie. A lot of pie. Cheese. Yes. Um, there's yes. a museum we're going to visit, which I'm not going to fully tease here, but it is, it is a no, destination. It's, it, is. it is. Oh, it is. It oh, is a thing that it's Eileen a thing. has found. Uh, yeah. We're going to have a lot of fun. Um, we're going to go drive up in Drummond Island, which is an island off of the coast of the upper peninsula of Michigan. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a, a heck of a trip. We're going to tell you all about that next time. But Nicole and I have road tripped a little bit before, not a little bit. We did we a did. significant amount of driving in like we five did. days. We did. We did quite a trip, and this time it was at a Traverse City, and it was the Chevy Traverse. 
Yeah, I, I will we never get Detroit, to Traverse though. City. But tr- yes, we started Detroit. We drove up to Traverse City and we start and we drove ourselves all the way up to, we actually went all the way to Mackinac. Didn't we go to Mackinac? We yeah, went to so the we, island. I know you can't take a car the on there, but. We didn't do the direct route through Cadillac. We did the actual mitten. So we went down all the way along Ann Arbor, all the way across to almost Chicago, up the other side where I introduced you to Culver's for the first time. Do you remember yes, that? The butter burger, the butter burger. Yes, and I remember. And, and we should say, and for anybody who doesn't get the mitten reference, so Michigan is shaped like a mitten. Go look at your map. If you're from California, we'll wait. Okay, see, it's shaped like a mitten. And if you ask someone from Michigan where they, they'll hold up their hand and like point here, like because it's shaped like a mitten. So that's what Traver- the Chevy Traverse and a mitten have in common. We drove the Chevy yes. Traverse all the way up from Detroit up to Mackinac. We had tasty treats. We had grand adventures. We found Petoskey stones, which are very cool. Like We've, if you've never looked up a Petoskey stone, look it up, P-E-T-O-S-K-Y. Um, which is yep. how I learned my ABCs. Won't you come and sing with me? Um, yeah, so it's the Petoskey Stones are beautiful. The Traverse City's amazing. I mean, it is packed to the gills summer and fall, but it is a gorgeous town, such a cute town. We were there during the street fair. It was really quaint It was and adorable. Cute. There's yeah, lots of wineries really out there. We need cute. to go back and drink there. We didn't really drink when we were there. We need to go drink there. We I know. Because oh, we, wait, we did drink. We went to that little shop and we had all the little tasters because we were parked for the yes. night. And we did shots yes, of wine. Yes, we had arrived and we stayed put. So we're like, well, we can have a couple of drinkies. And we got yeah. some, we, we tried some we, wine. because We flew home with no a, a significant amount of wine. Yeah, I think I still have we a bottle did of have, that wine. No, yes. mine's long since gone, ladies. Because your long husband gone. and I both like sweet wine. So we had the cherry yes. wine. Yes, yes. The I cherry think I, wine that I got like two sips of. And then he, I went on a dry program and I came back. And I'm like, what? He's like, it's gone now. I'm like, okay, <laughs> fine. All right. <laughs> this is why Russ and I get along. So yeah, so no. So yes. we, we went there. Traversy was great. We went over. We took the boat, the Shepler's yes. Island Ferry to Mackinac. Yes. We walked a lot Which of Mackinac. Which I always wanted to see. And then we I had drinks at the very top of the Grand Hotel at the, mm-hmm. like, it was this... It's very cool. It's a, it's it's old timey, right? Like it's old fashioned. You expect people in Victorian garb to be walking about like American Downton Abbey style. Right. But it is the Grand yes. Hotel and it is a landmark and it is beautiful. And we went there. We had it the drinks, gorgeous. we had the cocktails. Um, there's no cars on the island. It is horse and carriage. It is it is bicycles. So watch um, your step because poo everywhere. There is poo everywhere, but in the most quaint and adorable way. And adorable that's really poo. adorable yes. poo. Is, that's, that's, welcome to Mackinac. Our adorable poo. Have you tried our fudge? Totally different things. Um, so, so that there's a lot of fudge, a lot of fudge in Northern uh, Michigan. That's, that's kind of one of those things. Mm-hmm. We'll have to eat fudge next week. We will have to have some fudge. We'll we have just some plain fudge. boring fudge or should maybe, I get like one of those crazy flavors? I think maybe we should do fudge so. while we browse the museum. But also I feel like this museum we're going to, we should drink before we go because it'll be more fun. Since we'll be parked oh, for the God, day, we'll just be wandering fun. around. The museum. Oh, that's right. If we're wandering aimlessly, we could. Oh, that could be. Well, not yeah, aimlessly. We'll end up adventure. in the ocean or not ocean. The lake. Yeah, it's going to be an adventure. Y'all <laughs> are going to enjoy it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's going to be fun. But yeah, so we we drove. We did Mackinac Island. We went back to Detroit um, in the Chevy Traverse. It was for the one of the first drive programs for the Chevy Traverse years ago. When this last mm-hmm. five years ago now, maybe probably God, it's been a probably while about five years ago yeah it was it was one of our very first great adventures together so good memories it was the first of many we've that's had when several, Nicole met my several, parents I did meet her parents her parents are lovely people oh, they um, thank you they listen so, so they'll say thank you Nicole we like you too <laughs> hi Eileen's mom and dad <laughs> but yeah no it was it was fantastic I'm looking forward to going up there again uh telling everybody about the adventures because we will have all the giggles and as many spirits and fudges and other things that we could handle and pasties 
Oh yes, pasties. Pasties. And cheeses. Because right? that's specialty cheeses. And oh cheeses. yes, yes. Pasties, you guys, not pasties. We're going to all the, the places. We're going to do. We're going all the places. Same. Eat, eat all the entirely things. different pasties and pasties. Not the same, even though they're spelled the same. Just to be clear, only recommend putting one on underneath your clothing. We'll let you decide which. That's where we're going to be yes. today. Yeah. And so with that <laughs> thought, uh, we will leave you for today. We will get back to you next week when we've been out driving and we will talk about another Ford Bronco next time. Have a great day. See ya. Bye.